Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, I'm your co-host, Dallas Montague, here in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And today we have another amazing guest, Apostle Anario Cutani. Apostle, it's so great to have you here today. You have an amazing following on YouTube that I was able to take a look at some of your videos there, mostly in Portuguese, and it's a really unique opportunity to have you here today because you are fluent in Portuguese and fluent in English. And so it's a really unique opportunity. Today we're interviewing him in English. We're going to have another podcast of the same interview, but also available in Portuguese. So that's really exciting, something to look forward to. And so, Anario, how are you today? Ah, I'm great. By God's grace, I'm great. Wonderful. And where are you calling from today? Uh, from Maputo, Mozambique, Africa. Wow. Excellent. Like I said before, I mentioned that you have some amazing background. You just recently wrote a book called The Model Father, 11 Essential Responsibilities of a Father. And I'm really interested in this because I'm recently married, one year married, and I want to be a father in the near future. And I know there's so many Christian men out there who need to know what it looks like to be a model father. And according to scripture, according to what we need to do as a man of God. And so I'm really glad to have you here today and talk about some of these things. Oh, that's good. Thank you for having me on your, uh, on your broadcast. And thanks also for the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you. Before we begin, if I can just give you the first five to ten minutes and share a little bit about your background, maybe some testimonies of your life, of what God has done and where he's taken you. My life is a product of God's grace and, and God's love and God's power. Um, I am originally from Mozambique, uh, Africa. Um, I am a minister of God. I'm an apostle and I run a global ministry. Uh, our church has branches uh, in, in, in some countries of Africa, uh, also in Brazil, Portugal, and other parts of Europe, and mm. North America as well. So um, I received God's call in my life when I was 10 years old. I was very young at the time, uh, and, and God uh, called me to ministry. And uh, well, as time went by, um, I began to have some uh, supernatural experiences in my life, like uh, having visitations by angels and also being filled yeah. with the Holy Spirit. And, and God has used me um, to preach and to teach God's Word. And my passion is to win souls and bring uh, God's kingdom into the hearts of men through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, I'm married. And I have two kids, uh, a couple, a boy and a girl. 
and um, God's word, and um, I'm also a writer, and uh, my passion is winning souls uh, and uh, extend and expand God's kingdom on earth um, through the preaching of the gospel. Yeah. And how many years have you been serving the Lord? Uh, actually, I've served the Lord throughout all my life um, uh, because the Lord called me when I was still 10 years old. But I went to full ministry when I was 21. Um, but before that, I was preaching the gospel. I, would, uh, I used to conduct um, a pastor's training uh, seminars in Mozambique and, and train pastors, evangelists, and uh, to establish churches. Uh, that was my passion um, until I started my own full-time ministry. But before I started uh, ministry, I went to university and I started languages. I, I majored in English language teaching uh, on my uh, bachelor honors degree as a postgraduate in social, rural sociology and in development. Um, but my passion has always been winning souls and preaching the gospel. So I've been in ministry, let's say, all of my life, all of my life. I've been serving mm-hmm. the Lord. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. America has been blessed above the nations of the world and has been a towering figure the land of opportunity that has attracted and inspired people from around the world to come to its shores, to seek out a better way of life. Yet with all of that blessing that is given to this country, our people have not really understood that it all came from the hand of our great God. America, especially this present generation, does not seem willing to pause and seriously ponder just what it is that this country came to be such a blessing and why it has been given so much. Find your copy of American in Prophecy by Garfield Gregor. What should have been one of the happiest times in Marcus's life quickly turned into one of the most difficult and trying times. Moving into a new house and having a new baby should have been one of the moments of celebration, but Marcus quickly learned what should have been his promised land was the beginning of his wilderness journey. Life lessons from No Race Drive will inspire, motivate, and draw you closer to God and strengthen your faith. Marcus takes his experiences and breaks them down into 10 life lessons that will help shape your life. Find your copy on Amazon today. And today, your book, The Model Father, 11 Essential Responsibilities of a Father. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I want to give our audience an introduction into this book. And this work, this book, is the authentic epiphany that clearly introduces and explains the notion privilege, and fatherhood responsibilities, which is what we need. It is an instruction manual for those seeking model parents and a valuable reference for their children. And so I think, like I said, this book is going to be really impactful for many people in English, in Portuguese, and the other language that it's printed in as well. And I see here also that you you were inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this book precisely to help parents better fulfill their, their roles as parents and to create a sensible generation and a stable, healthy, well-balanced society where there's a harmony of the gospel of God and the glory of God. And 
I think that's so important. Definitely in 2021, post-COVID crisis, everything in the world is kind of crazy, kind of shifting. And maybe we've lost what it means to be a model father or to be a man of God, the responsibilities we have as a Christian father or just a Christian, right? And so can I just have you explain a little bit what inspired you to write this book? Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, uh, my inspiration comes from the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, God always has an answer for every question. Um, and uh, looking at our world today, um, it's a world full of crime, uh, full of hatred, full of uh, violence, you know, and uh, full of diseases and infirmities. Uh, it's an unstable world. And, and most of the people who are affected by these are young people. So when I look at the generation of the people, young people and children as well, and women. So when I look at our at the generation that we, we have today of uh, teenagers and, and young adults, uh, both men and women, uh, I see that we, we, we lack uh, values. You know, there's a lack of values, moral values. But apart from that, also our... Uh, you know, the, the, the world is just gone, um, you know, upside down. So, um, but all of these problems, they park back from the family. So, uh, the, the family is, uh, is God's uh, first and, 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 and most important institution on earth. And in the family, that's where uh, human beings uh, develop. And then um, they become whatever they can be, but they come from a family. So this book uh, uh, was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write uh, in order to guide parents, newly married, or those who are not married yet, or no kids, or those who are married and have kids, but uh, don't know or don't have any clue on how to educate their children. You know, educating children is not an easy thing. It needs God's grace, patience. It's a responsibility. Actually. Being a father is a blessing, and at the same time, a great responsibility entrusted by God to care for and maintain His work on earth. Mm-hmm. So, um, being a father means being part of a long-term home management relationship, where future fathers and mothers grow. It is to provide necessary rudiments for social and economic balance, and to induce men and women, children—I mean—to have the taste and sense of family. So being a, is being an influencer and being a father is to guarantee the perpetuity of an institution, the family, where values are safeguarded, preserved, taught, and passed from one generation to another. So uh, looking at this, uh, uh, I, 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 the Spirit of God impressed in my heart to write this book in order to help parents um, on how they can educate their children in the right way, in the way God designed us to to do things. Mm-hmm. Yep, like you said, I think it's something that we need to know. We need these these values in our life, biblical principles that we need to apply in our biblical everyday life. Yes, that's yeah. it. Yes, mm-hmm. that's it. Because you see, um, uh, every every product has its own manufacturer. So in order to uh, uh, benefit from the product at its best, you need to know, you need to read the, the user's manual 
or you need to go to the mind of the manufacturer and mm. and know what was his first intent when he created that product. So marriage, family, and raising of children, they were all God's plan. You need to go to God's word, to the Bible, and, and find out what was in God's mind when he made man and woman and mm-hmm. when he blessed them to multiply and have children. So, for example, uh, since the creation of the universe, God has given man specific tests, right? Like multiplying the earth, as mm-hmm. you can read in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 28. So the creator entrusted man with the responsibility to plowing and guarding the garden over which he was placed to be managed. But then God told him to multiply and fill the earth. So he, how, how do you multiply through children, through kids? But how do you uh, educate these kids? Because children are a gift from God. They're not ours, actually. That's why if you have a boy, uh, a boy child, when he grows, he will have to leave his parents and start his own mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. If he's a girl child, when she grows, she leaves you. So you never stay, uh, you know, uh, 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 forever with the kids in the same house. However, you need to train the kids in order for them to grow and be helpful to their society, to their nations, you know, to their world. That's very important. So we have the world in a world with moral decay. So we need to teach proper values to our children, and we need also to train them. Uh, because, you see, most of the parents, they relegate the education of their children to school. You know, but school teaches how to read, how to write, but the values they learn at home. So parents mm-hmm. need to spend time with their children and train them and show them the way they're supposed to live. So they can be, uh, you know, uh, contributors to the benefit of their, to the welfare of their country, nation, society, and so forth. I think that's really important as well because we think, I think so many people think, oh, I'm sending my children to church. I'm sending them to the Sunday school. That's where they can learn about God. And that's the responsibility of the church. And like you're saying, it's not the responsibility of the church to train our children. It's our responsibility as a father, as a parent, as yeah, a mother, to train our children. Wow, that's really good. Really good. I think more people need to remember that and move back into that thought. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yes, because actually there's a need for a combined harmony between the father and the mother through increased vigilance and an ability to anticipate and as the responsibility to educate falls on the shoulders of both the father and the mother. So uh, it, it falls on their shoulders to educate their children. And they can be sent to school, they can be sent to church, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's you as a, it's us as parents. You know, we as parents, we are the ones who are supposed to be training our children. The Bible says, train the child in the way he should go, so that even when he grows up, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. So education is a long-time process, not a one-day thing, you see. That's why we need guidance. And this book actually talks about the 11 uh, 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 essential responsibilities of a model father, which these are not uh, all the responsibilities that the father has. However, uh, these are some suggestions, some guidelines from God's word, or 
on how we as parents uh, or those who are parents to be uh, can educate their children. Um, it should it should be noted also that these uh, do not fully exhaust responsibilities that a father has uh, as his mission. However, these eleven responsibilities they serve as a base of divine and uh, divine and guiding principles. And when when parents understand and properly apply these principles, they will help. They will help. Uh, they will help themselves become the best parents, uh, the best father, the best mother for their children, and provide an indispensable social contribution to their family in particular, to their community or their country in general. So um, as a father, uh, we need to provide an inspiration uh, and become a model for the, the new and the younger generation. And that is done through parenting. Without giving too much away from your book, what would be that number one foundational thing that a father needs to do? What's that number one responsibility of a father? Uh, the, there are many. There are many responsibilities. You know, uh, to uh, rank them in in, 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 a, in a certain order uh, would would be suitable. But I'll just pick this one. Uh, uh, is the father's responsibility to, to to provide an image to the children. I think that's the first thing a father needs to, to provide an image to the children. When we talk about image, uh, we talk about character, we talk about behavior, we talk about uh, the models operandi and the models design, how to live, how to operate, how to do things, you know, uh, it's important. And, and the first gift that a father should give a parent, a mother, or father should give to their children is a name. The word name in Hebrew, uh, it means character. So mm -hmm. whatever you name the thing, that's what it represents. So you, you see, you, you, uh, one can have a, a cursed name or a blessed name. That's why the first gift a parent should give to, to their children is the name. Because the name speaks volume, you see. Because throughout the child's life, at home, at school, uh, in the work uh, 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 market, business market, they will be called to that name. You mm -hmm. see, so the name is the first gift that you as a parent should give to your children. You see. So uh, the other thing I think the father should do is to provide basic, create basic conditions for the for the children, mm -hmm. for the children before they are born. Uh, looking at God as our moral father, we can see how he created man. The Bible says that God made man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostril, and he became a living being. But then it says that God made a garden, and he put the man he created. You see, you have the, the man, and you have the garden. So be, before God could make man, he thought of a garden. The garden would represent you know, basic conditions on which uh, 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 the children are supposed to be brought. Nowadays, for example, uh, most uh, parents, you know, uh, they just have children without any, uh, any long-term plan, you see, and then the children begin to suffer, they have nothing to eat, they have no way to sleep, they have no shelter, and as a, as a father, you shouldn't uh, be trying to 
you know, sort of put out the fire uh, uh, when the fire is already burning. We should uh, set uh, measures and before the fire so that you don't have uh, to become a firefighter after the children are born. What do I mean with this? I mean, uh, 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 what I mean is that as a parent, you should plan and also anticipate, you know, create basic conditions for your children before they are born. So that when they are born, they are born into a garden, which doesn't allow, which doesn't let them suffer what you suffered as a parent. That's very important. So that is really important. Uh, yes, yes, it's very important because you see, um, it's like. Let's let's assume you want to drive, you want to travel from one city to another. Let's say you are in, in Sao Paulo and you travel from, from Sao Paulo to Rio de Janeiro, mm-hmm. uh, or you are from New York, you travel from New York to, let's say, to Los Angeles. Um, you need to work out uh, the miles, the time, and the cost. How much will it cost me if I go through the plane? Uh, or if I, I go by a car, you see. So you can just set on a journey, and then in the midst of the road, you stop and say, oh my God, I don't know what to do now, you see. That's what happens with most of the parents. Um, they just have children, and then they don't know what to do. Uh, so children should not be a product of, of pleasure, sexual pleasure, between mm-hmm. a man or a woman. They should be a product of beauty. Because it's a blessing to be entrusted by God to take care of newborns, take care of somebody who was brought to the world through you as a father or as a mother. That's why being a, a, a father or a mother is a great responsibility. That's why we call uh, this book the Mother Father. The father every child would like to have, and the father, according to God's mind and I think those are great analogies of both the garden and traveling. You make the plan. God created the garden before he created the man, which, wow, very, very interesting. That's it. And what would you say would be the biggest mistake that fathers make today in the home? Something that we can maybe we can identify in ourselves. What do I need to change? What is that one mistake you see the most? Um, well, there are two mistakes. There are two great mistakes I think uh, parents should avoid. Um, number one uh, is um, the idea that um, um, my children should not go through what I have gone through. You know, I'm going to give my children everything they they want whenever they want it, that's spoiling the child. It's really bad because um, they, they have not learned the process. They have no proper foundation. And this is the reason why you find that uh, uh, most parents, their parents, for example, who, who built or set up a business or an infrastructure, and then they pass away and they leave that legacy to their children but the children cannot uh, carry on with the legacy because they did not learn how to manage what their parents have built. 
So it's important uh, to avoid the mistake of giving your child everything they want whenever they want it, because they might lose respect for you and for your guests in case you receive guests at home. The number two thing we're supposed to avoid as parents is the, um, the is, is giving too much freedom to the children. You know, for example, um, let's say your child says, Daddy, um, uh, I need this kind of phone, mobile phone, I need this kind of computer. And this, this kind, and I want, want to watch this program on TV. Uh, it's, it's very dangerous for a parent to just let your child alone without any guidance. That's why in this book, for example, one of the principles uh, is, uh, is actually advice and leadership. This is responsibility chapter eight, uh, number eight, I mean, uh, where we teach that uh, the, the, the parents should be able to advise and, 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 and ensure that she gives their children. Why? Because if you let them alone, they watch any program they want, you don't know the influence of the digital media information, right? So you as a parent should know what they watch on television, what they watch on their mobile phones, because our kids today, they are very smart, you know. They, they know so many things that even their parents don't know because it's a different generation. Uh, we live in a technological world, and, and technology is advanced. We love technology. We should use it. It's very important. But it's important that your children are coached in a way that they're not taken away by anything they see or they watch. Otherwise, you might be surprised in the future when you see your child has become something so weird and so bad you never imagined. So these two, I think, uh, we should avoid as parents, giving them too much independence. Anything they want, they get it. You know, it's important to teach them also how to work. See, uh, for example, as a parent, it's all, it, it, I advise parents to, to, to follow up what their children are doing. Let's say uh, your, son, your son or your daughter is watching TV. You should know what kind of programs they are watching, you know, uh, so that they don't watch something that can destroy their character or the moral values that you as a parent are trying to pass to them. And I know it would be different for every single child, but what do you think is that age to give them a little more freedom in that area, maybe trusting them a little bit more with the cell phone, trusting them a little bit more with the TV programs or going out with friends alone? Yeah. What would you say? It, it goes back to, it, it comes back to, to the foundations, you know. Um, when they're still very young, that's when you should give them this foundation because, you know, children learn by imitation, right? They see their parents do something and then they imitate it. So when they're still young, you train them, you know, you do some kind of follow-up. Uh, and when they become teenagers, right, you, they begin to question the existence. Why am I in this world? What's my purpose for life? Why am I alive? You see, and they, they, there are transformations and changes in their physical bodies and so forth. So that's what they're closer to them. And, and when you realize that they're becoming more responsible and more careful, then little by little you give them freedom because they're growing now, you see. When they become teenagers and they're turning into young men or young women, young adults, men, young adult women, then you give them more freedom because they need to grow also to be responsible 
and to start their own families. But when they see very young, you need to be there. So I, I wouldn't just, yes, I wouldn't just say the age, like uh, from the time they're 12 or they're 19, it depends because there are those children who, you know, age is not um, synonymous to maturity. You know, there are people who, who have, with many years of life on earth, but they're not mature. But there are those who are younger in terms of age group, but they're mature. It depends on, on the learning ability of your child, the pace of the child, and also the environment in, in which he or she is growing. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing all of those things. Oh, thank you. If there would be one overall message or one sentence or phrase that you could leave our audience with today, what do you think that would be? Um, enjoy being a father and a mother. Enjoy it. It's a blessing, right? Enjoy it, uh, but be more uh, careful and, and more sensitive to the, uh, surround, to the things that surround the growth of your children. It's very important. Well, again, it's so great to have you here today. And where can we find this book? Uh, well, in the meantime, you can find the book on Amazon. Uh, it's in Portuguese and in English. Um, in, 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 the, in, in the digital format, and also in the, in the, in the uh, hard copy format. And in the near future, we might find it in other places. For example, when you are in Mozambique, you can uh, get it in our library. But for those uh, across the world, it's on Amazon in the meantime. Okay. And also, I want to give our audience an opportunity to connect with you on your social media accounts. And so I saw your YouTube, but where are some other places that our audience can find you? Uh, yes, uh, there, there are three main uh, uh, platforms in which they can find me. Number one is my uh, is, is our YouTube channel. Uh, there's Apostle Honorio Kutani. Apostle Honorio Kutani. Uh, number two is um, the the OGC LCC Publishing, uh, which is our uh, publishing house. OGC uh, LCC Publishing. And number three, our Facebook page is Igreja Ministerial Nações para Cristo. And that, that one's where, in Portuguese there, yeah. Yes, yes. That's one. That's where you can find us. And uh, very shortly, we'll also be uh, uh, launch the, our website, uh, which is www.ogc that org so they can find us there also okay and for our audience all of those links are below you can click on any of those links find the book on amazon find their ministry their youtube all of those links are there so check that out again it's a pleasure to have you here today i learned so much and i'm going to talk with my wife about the things we spoke about today and if i can have you in the podcast with a prayer i would really appreciate it oh thank you very much uh let's just close our eyes uh, for 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 all uh, the the audience, for those who are listening to this special uh, 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 broadcasting, uh, could you just close your eyes and I'll say a prayer 
This is not a barrier. God is a spirit. And wherever you are, the power of God is reaching you right now. You can receive your blessing. You can receive your deliverance and your healing and restoration right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for all those who are listening to this uh, broadcast, to this special program. Father, wherever they are uh, across the world, may you bless them, bless that man, bless that woman who is listening right now. Wherever they seek, be healed in the name of Jesus. You who are depressed, receive peace in the name of Jesus. And let there be light in the lives of all those who are listening right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.